When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the Girls and Boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Tuesday, May 14th, see Class B Boys at 5.30 p.m. Central and Class A Boys at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. Here is the sports editor for the Omaha World Herald, Sam McEwen. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sam McEwen. Uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to throw the ball, and you just stand back there and throw us where you want to go. You know, that kind of thing. Sam McEwen. Are you guys going? Um, sure. Now, Sam McEwen. As we wrap up our number two, we are joined by Sam McEwen of the Omaha World Herald on the War Horse Sportsbook Hotline. Sam, how are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing great. Doing great, Sam. (laughs) We're doing great. Good to see you, man. Good to hear your voice. It's always good to hear your voice, Sam. We are, uh, we're doing well. We're, you know, getting into the weeds on the coaching carousel a little bit. Um, You know, I know you you follow college football pretty closely outside of just Nebraska. Uh, Is there... Were you, were you surprised at all that Texas A&M didn't take a bigger swing than than Mark Stoops and Mike Elko? Well, uh, maybe a little. I will say that I think going defense would make a lot of sense for that program. Uh, I think that's a program that, that is probably not going to out-Texas Texas or out-LSU-LSU for, for offensive talent. And so you got to do something different. You, you, you know, and, and I think Jimbo Fisher tried to do that. He tried to get those kind of players, and uh, they weren't able to do it. So I think they're probably going to try to rebuild their identity around defense. When Texas A&M was really good, that's what they did. They were the wrecking crew defense, and they had a running quarterback, and they ran the ball a lot, and they won a lot of football games uh, playing defense and blitzing and all the things that they used to do with all the guys that they had. So. It doesn't surprise me that they went to defense. You know, when you're doing that, now, you know, there, there aren't as many of those guys around anymore. Um, you know, you go back 15, 20 years, and there would have been more of them. But, but uh, Elko is, you know, he's well-respected. You know, they, I think Mark Stoops would have built that kind of program down there. I don't know how great that program is going to win under Stoops, but you just, you just never know. I mean... A&M has to decide what it wants its identity to be, and then the expectations have to match, you know, the resource commitment, as Matt Rule was talking about last week in, in relation of jobs. Now that Texas and Oklahoma are in the league, I'm just telling you right now, Texas and Oklahoma will always get better offensive skill than A&M. They always have, mm-hmm. and that won't change. So, um, you know, A&M's making, a, making an interesting choice. What Sam, what's to Nebraska, right? Like, what is – it feels like Friday was two months ago at this point. But as you 
I guess, take it all in. What What's the one or two positives that looking ahead to next year and beyond you'd take away from this season? Oh, a number. A number of positives uh, from this season. If we're talking about the whole season or even if we're right. talking about that game. Uh, a number of positives. One, uh, I think Nebraska more than held its own on the line of scrimmage mm. this season. Uh, I, I I think they they won the line of scrimmage in a majority of their games, maybe even a super majority of their games. That's encouraging. Uh, defense to offense, you know, they they controlled the line of scrimmage quite a bit. Uh, Wisconsin, they did. I think that was the one game where I said Wisconsin maybe a little bit better, but but as we all kind of saw with Wisconsin, that's probably a nine and three team if the quarterback and the running back stay healthy and they did they got hurt. Uh, so we, you know, we won't ever quite know what Wisconsin could have been, but I suspect Wisconsin was a better football team than its record. Um, you know, so I think the line of scrimmage. Uh, I like the picture in the secondary, provided the assumed guys return. Uh, I think they could have a very nice secondary in 2024. Uh, that that part is encouraging. Um, I think, you know, there's. There's a, there's a pretty clear sense of how they want to play defense, the culture on the defensive mm-hmm. side of the ball. Those are probably the positives I would take. I think special teams is still a work in progress. Uh, I like the aggressiveness that Nebraska has on special teams. I thought they made some plays. They blocked, I think, three kicks. Uh, they executed a fake punt, you know, so there's a level of aggression there with Nebraska that's encouraging. And then, you know, there's lots of things on the offense to fix. And you could view that as a positive. Like they're going to go into the offseason knowing that there's lots of things that they can do and have young players in which to do. Sam, on the other side of things, obviously the quarterback position gets the um, uh, the most amount of attention as something that needs fixed for next year. But what was a another concern outside of that position that? you think, hey, this is something that I think really needs addressed. Um, Obviously turnovers, but I mean more on a a positional uh, level. Where is the area you'd like to see improve the most outside of quarterback? Still think they can get better uh, along the offensive line. Still think they can get better at running back, uh, although that picture wasn't bad with Emmett Johnson. Uh, At receiver, I think everybody knows those guys Better. So the mm-hmm. assumption is that those players are going to improve, um, and they must. You know, and I'm talking Malachi Coleman, Jalen Hoy, Jade Dot, uh, Demetrius Bell didn't play this year, but within the program they think he might be the best one a bunch. So we'll see him next year. Uh, you know, Fedoni took a step. I'm sure Thomas thinks he can take two more. Uh, so you know, the, the skill players just need to develop. Uh, the quarterback play. There's a variety of things there. The other thing that I would say is that, you know, I was I there's two different ways to look at the way that Matt Rule wants his team to play offense. And one way is, is is to say, listen, you know, when when you play like this, you're, you're turning it over too much. It's it's like you're handing, you know, a, a five course meal to a chef that's really not ready to do it. And maybe the chef should just be making the two courses, you know. Um, the flip side of the coin is, how's the chef ever going to learn how to do it if he doesn't if he doesn't fail with the five courses? 
And so what I'll say for Matt Rule is that they were aggressive this season. They wanted to go win games. They wanted to make big plays. They, had, they, they allowed their quarterback to drop back and throw the ball when they probably weren't very good at it. They did a lot of things that Iowa doesn't do. Uh, and the hope is, down the line, they benefit from it. They benefit from their failures this year. And one thing Matt Rule can honestly stand in front of this team and say is, I want us to go win football games. I don't want us to. I don't want us to not lose them. And until we're ready to win these games, playing the way I want us to play, we're not going to win them. And so, the process of, of of winning might be accelerated if that makes sense. I I don't know. I was reading. I'm reading a pretty good piece. I think in the Athletic today about Ryan Day and how when they play Michigan, he changes and he doesn't play. You know, he just doesn't. He coaches. He coaches safe. And, I, A, I think that's a reasonable critique of Ryan Day when he gets to that game. And, B, I, outside of the situation at Wisconsin, which I was, and to be clear, in favor of how Matt Rule handled that, I, I think Matt Rule tried to play to win all season long. And uh, I thought, you know, you, 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 can, you can applaud that to some degree. Um, now, you need your guys to, to, to back you up, and, and that's something that they've got to get a lot better at. Is it? Do you? So Ravi wants a a quarterback coach, a dedicated quarterback coach. If where do you shift things around if that is a move that Nebraska makes? Who who do you take off the road or move to analyst or whatever? Yeah, you'd move the tight end coach to back the role that he previously had, hmm. and do it that way. And then Satterfield oversees that. You know, there, there you have it. So you, the tight end coach role, it's pretty obvious to me, Mike, that, mm-hmm. that like when they got rid of Sean Beckton, who was one hell of a tight end yeah. coach, they were basically saying, we don't really need a tight end coach because they replaced Beckton with a high school football coach who yeah. wasn't really there to coach the tight end. He was there for recruiting. Right. And, of course, he, he got himself fired, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they replaced him with a guy that's actually a tight end coach, but... I don't know if they feel like they need a tight end coach, if that makes sense. I I do think they could benefit from a quarterback coach. I, I really do. I Somewhere along the way here, okay, so Satterfield's up in the booth. So Matt Rule's over there talking to the quarterback. It'd be good if, if, it'd be good if the quarterback's able to run off the field and have a quarterback coach to talk to um, so that, honestly, you know, Rule can reduce his number of contacts with that guy. And you know, and, and coach a little different. One voice, because I feel like, yeah, rule does a lot of coaching on the quarterbacks down there, and I get it. Like I understand it. I think, you know, especially when Satterfield isn't there, you know, you want to get the guy coming right off the field. Uh, but you know, I, hmm. I think it might benefit a quarterback to have a coach that he can talk to, because Matt Rule's busy coaching the head, coaching the football game. Right and uh, yeah, so so that that I don't know the play calling operation needs to get better too. Like just so we're clear, the mm-hmm. the, the calls themselves are what they are. But Nebraska had too many delays in game or blown timeouts, stuff like that. They they, they got to figure that stuff out. And get a little faster with their operation, especially in uh, two minute drill. 
Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Sam, we appreciate you joining us even for a little bit of an abbreviated segment this morning and uh, hope you have a good rest of your week. You too. Take care. That is Sam McEwen from the Omaha World Herald. Uh, before we head into our number three and our old friend Damon Benning, want to tell you about our friends over at Dyer Law. If you've been injured in a personal injury accident, you can count on the Dyer Law team to provide you with a helping hand when you need it, no matter what you're dealing with. Call the Dyer Law team at 402-393-7529 or visit Dyer.Law to chat with trusted professionals about your personal injury claim. That's D-Y-E-R dot law. Coming up next, we will chat with old DB here on Herd at Sports Radio on AM 590 ESPN Omaha and ESPN Tri-Cities.